Hey, 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 it's your girl Kellia from the Black Girl Happy Planner podcast. It has been a minute. My last podcast was sometime in November, around November 14th. And my last currently podcast was November 3rd. So clearly I have been busy. And I'm so sorry I have neglected to drop uh, new podcast uh, episodes for you. Um, But I just wanted to hop on here and update everybody on what I've currently been doing. Um, And I'll include the end of November or the last couple of weeks of November because I don't, you know, think we've touched base since before Thanksgiving. Um, And then what I'm currently doing going into the December holiday season. So the end of, well, November, um, what I'm currently doing is uh, November, at the end of November, Thanksgiving time, traveled to Montgomery. Um, one of the things I was doing, um, I was, was visiting with family meet, uh, it was a meetup with family members from different locations. And we went to Montgomery, which is a place I had never been. I live in Alabama, if, for those of you who don't know, but Montgomery, as we know, is like the cradle of the civil rights movement and, um, black America pretty much in terms of the history of black people in America. It's a very integral part of that. And there's a museum there called the Legacy Museum. So this is a plug for that museum um, for something to do if you're traveling. The Legacy Museum, awesome, awesome museum. Um, it, it outlines basically uh, black lives in America from the beginning of, of the slave trade. It outlines the slave trade, the history of, 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 of human human trafficking and and black bodies in America. And so it takes you from the beginning of the slave trade, which has some very interesting facts about the slave trade, things that you would never guess. Things, of course, they don't tell us in school about the slave trade. As uh, you know, for one of the facts, the slave trade started off in America. The first official place is not in the South, which everyone thinks. The first state to legalize the slave trade in America was Massachusetts. They don't tell us that. They never, I've never heard that. But Massachusetts was the first state to legalize slavery. And from then on, it was just run amok all throughout the United States after that. Um, New York was very heavy in the slave trade, which they never tell you that either. They they try to make it seem like New York, you know, it's a wonderful city and state now, but they try to make it seem like New York is, has always been this liberal place. It has not been. They had sla- They said slave owners lived on every block, okay? So, in every borough in New York. So, that historical trip, and it takes you through the history of the slave trade, then all the way through the history of, you know, when we were free and trying to get our rights, um... It's just uh, just uh, full of history. Takes us through civil rights movement, of course. Schooling, how we try to get equal, you know, education. Takes you through the jail system, um, and then lynching. You know, is a big, big part of this. It's all about black bodies and black bodies in America and human trafficking in America. And lynching is very much a part of this museum. It's just amazing. They have these. Um, these uh, jars filled with dirt from the locations where people that they have kept track of were lynched. It's a very moving, moving display. So I encourage you to go see it. Then there's another whole nother separate 
separate display that's outside. It's the lynching museum, um, and it's it's very powerful. Um, if I, if I get a chance to, uh, while I'm on break, I, I work for a school system. We have one week of classless left. Oh my goodness! But while I'm on break, I'll try to post some pictures up from the trip of the the powerful images from that museum. Um, I couldn't take pictures of the inside of the Legacy Museum, but the Lynching Museum, we could take pictures because it was outside. So it's a very powerful place to visit, um, to see. And they have all of the states hung from these brown kind of pillars coming from the top of the ceiling, like, you know, a lynching. And um, it has the names of all of the states across America and all of the states. The, the, the counties in each state <clears throat> that had a record of a lynching. And so it's very powerful to see some of the states that you thought didn't have a lot of this going on, those states are listed as well. And it's interesting, there are about four or five states that had zero lynchings. And I, I feel like it was like, it was like the, the plain states that were like in the, in the midland, heartland area like Wyoming, Montana, some of those states, and I'm probably messing up the list, so I won't go further with the list, but there are like five states in the middle of the country that did not have a record of any lynching. But then there's like Oregon that had like two or three, which is, you know, you don't, you never hear about Oregon being a part of, you know, you know, race and racism and hatred. But I guess it makes sense because Native Americans lived out that way and live, have lived all over. Don't get me started on Native Americans and the history of America in, in terms of human trafficking and who, human, you know, just dealing with, with humans and treating humans badly uh, with black people um, as well as Native Americans, uh, Asian Americans. Don't get me started. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast episode that I might bring up again, maybe in Black History Month, we might revisit that. But this is recapping my um, life during, you know, the month of November, and all the way up to now. But I encourage you, if you are in in the Alabama area ever, or if you are planning a trip or planning to travel, it's a great place to bring probably teenagers. I'm not sure little kids need to come see all of it because they won't understand a lot of it but teenagers especially our black boys because they have a whole section on the incarceration system in america and it's very powerful they have a whole wall dedicated to children and incarceration particularly black children and uh, and brown children it's so powerful you like they have this picture of this kid who i thought was I thought it was like a picture from the 70s or 80s. It's from the 1940s. This kid who was like 14, he was the youngest kid, black black kid, who they put on trial for. I'm sure it was some it was something, you know, that did not afford a, a execution. But he was the youngest child to be executed in America at the age of 14, and so it's very powerful. And it talks about the discrepancies between how children are tried as adults, particularly children of color, are tried as adults versus other um, other children. So um, I encourage you, if you can, go look at that. It takes you through voting rights history, and it has this wall, which is very powerful too, a wall of all the white male politicians who 
who argued that racism was um, should be legal and why it should be legal. And they used religion very much so as a reason that it should be legalized um, and that we should keep the races separate. It's a powerful wall to see all these white men, names that you've heard throughout history and you didn't know their connection, like their direct connection, but you can see it on this wall, very powerful. So I encourage you, if you are in the Montgomery area, to go um, visit that museum, the Legacy Museum, and then the Lynching Museum. Very powerful uh, images and very important to our history. Very important to our history. And just one last thing on this, which I thought I was in awe of this display. There's a, they have a map of the city of Montgomery. They never, again, they don't tell us this in history class. We know Montgomery, the, the images we get of Montgomery are the images of black people who are protesting, walking across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma. But the, that area of Alabama, those are the images that we get of the civil rights movement, the modern civil rights movement from the 60s. 50s and 60s. We do not get the backstory of Montgomery. Montgomery, the reason it is so pivotal in America and American history in terms of race in America and the Jim Crow South is that Montgomery was one of the largest um, um, centers for slave trade and slave auctions and and, and just human trafficking in terms of slavery. And so in the building that the Legacy Museum is located in is inside of a building that used to be one of the top, I think they call it a um, cotton warehouse or, or slave warehouse or something like that. And it's very powerful because then they have this map that shows you all the locations of the commerce having to do with slavery and cotton in Montgomery. Oh my goodness. They never tell you this. They always just make you think Montgomery is this place where Martin Luther King came and all these other black civil rights uh, you know, movement people came and did protested and, and made all these movements, the, the Montgomery bus boycott, all of that. That's all you ever hear about in history, history class. You don't hear about the actual history of the city of Montgomery. Powerful, powerful images. So again, I encourage you to go um, to this museum and take a look for yourself. Take your kids, teenagers specifically, to see this. It would be great also if you're a teacher or if you're even churches to go down there and visit. Very powerful. If you have young boys that you work with, you know, mentoring, things like that, great. Um, so to move on, and also a plug for this restaurant that we went to twice in Montgomery called the War- Wharf Seafood. Wharf Seafood. Shout out to Wharf Seafood fabulous 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 food it's like it's like fast casual seafood so kind of like chipotle but it's seafood oh my goodness i wish they had one where i live in huntsville and everywhere else in alabama so i could go to it whenever i please okay best some of the best seafood i've ever had in life so wharf seafood shout out i will try to put post again a picture from my trip I took a picture of the plate because it's just a delicious looking plate and I'll share that with you guys as well. Um, Other things that I was doing, so besides my trip for Thanksgiving week, um, some of the things that I've been doing since then uh, to wrap up the end of of November and the beginning of December, 
Uh, some of the stuff I've been watching, I've been watching a lot of old school stuff, a lot of old forensic file uh, episodes. Of course, Dateline. I watch a lot of true crime. Um, and then I was trying to catch up on my Kitchen Nightmares episodes. Um, those episodes come on Hulu. Um, and so I think they air on Fox originally and they come on Hulu in rerun form. And that's um, Gordon Ramsay, Chef Gordon Ramsay, one of his shows. I love that show because um, he goes into these kitchens and reforms them like they well not just kitchens it restaurants where people people always think they know how to run a restaurant and they don't and so he goes in refurbishes them he really he blesses them out cusses them out goes off on them it's it's comical sometimes and then he gets them together and voila they get a new restaurant and and know how to run the restaurant a little bit better so it's a good show if you haven't watched it also watched a lot of football um uh, during the uh, Thanksgiving holiday season. Um, so lots of football. My team, Ohio State, did not win. I'm sad about it. Um, and we won't talk about the whole uh, Alabama, University of Alabama going to the um, national championship playoffs. We won't talk about that because they're not undefeated. Florida State was, but we're not going to talk about that. Anyway, um, some of the other things I have been doing... I recently listened to an episode of NPR Pop Culture Happy Hour. That's a really good um, good podcast. So I encourage you to watch that, if you're, especially if you're into pop culture and TV and books and things like that. It's a really unique perspective on all of those types of things. And I disclaimer, this is going to be a little bit of a longer podcast episode because I haven't done one in a while. And I'm just updating you on all the things I've been currently doing. Um, also, if you're into scrapbooking and memory keeping scrap your way podcast is a really good podcast also on youtube one of the people i started following a few months ago a lady named julie pacheco p-a-c-h-e-c-o on youtube she does really fabulous recipes and budget you know recipes as well she does a lot of crock pot recipes a lot of sheet pan recipes a lot of recipes that are quick and easy for families Um, And so she does, and she has a website and a cookbook out as well. So shout out to Julie Pacheco on YouTube. Uh, Follow her and and visit her site. Um, Let's see. Also had other family here visiting recently, hanging out with them. I also recently just started to try my hand at flash fiction writing. So um, be on the lookout for some stories um, from me. Also, uh, for my cousin's birthday, had my cousin had her birthday party at this fabulous uh, Mexican restaurant in Huntsville called La, La Fuente. Uh, it's on shoot, what's the what's the street it's on? I can't remember. Meridian Road, I think. Ooh, I'm messing that up. Um, but it's a fabulous restaurant. Shout out to La Fuente. Um, and I saw a comedy show with my cousin too for her birthday, April Mace. She has a dirty potty mouth, but she's funny, 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 funny. So um, that was at Stand Up Live. So shout out to Stand Up Live in Huntsville, Alabama. And um, let's see, just ate a lot of really cool food. Food. One thing that we ate, you know how these comedy shows are. They give you free tickets, but then you got to have a two drink or two food minimum or whatever. So I tried the Philly cheesesteak quesadilla. Now, I'm not usually a quesadilla gal. But that quesadilla was one of the most delicious quesadillas I've ever had. I also added the option of shrimp and bacon. And so it was quite delicious. So I shout out to Stand Up Live Comedy um, and their food. Their food is usually pretty good, actually, too. So shout out to them. 
Um, in the news, one of the things I'm very excited about was George Santos getting expelled from Congress, which he should have been in the first place. He should have never been there in the first place. That's a whole nother episode as well, because I get really you know, uptight about this because somebody clearly didn't do their job in vetting him in the first place because you would have found out that he did not graduate from college, that he did not have all this money, that his mother was not Jewish, that his family, his mother did not die in the Twin Towers. You could have, somebody could have, you could have sent an intern to do all of this background check information. They do better background checks on people trying to get a job at McDonald's than they did on George Santos, who was becoming a, a, a congressman representing the people of New York. So shame on you, New York, for doing that. But that's, the, you know, that's my little sidebar on the most recent news, okay? And then, again, I also been catching up on The Crown on Netflix, which is one, you know, a show. I'm ve- I'm several seasons behind. I started going hard in on The Crown, uh, like, probably two years ago especially during the pandemic, I was going hard on the crown, but then I dropped off. So I'm catching up on my seasons. I'm, I'm now on the era of Diana. When he meets Diana, falls in love with her, and then they're going to eventually get, get married, but I'm not on that episode yet. <laughs> but that's where I am with the crown. Um, I also been recently watching Grace and Frankie with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. It's a really funny show. Um, if you haven't watched it before, these women were married to two men and the men discovered that they were, you know, gay and came out of the closet and then ended up marrying each other. And so it's about their life. Grace and Frankie are the two women. And so it's about their lives, you know, trying to manage all of that and navigate that whole situation. So it's kind of comical and funny and cute to watch these two older women try to figure out life after this situation with their husbands. Um, I also been recently reading a book called House of Eve. It's for my book club. So House of Eve is pretty good. We last month read, shoot, what did we read last month? Oh my goodness. It was called The Shoot. What was the name of that book from last month? It was really, really good. Um, ah, oh my goodness. I can't remember. I'll have to, to put it in, in my, in my uh, Instagram and put it on my, on my newsletter. Okay. But House of Eve is what I'm reading right now, and it's really good. It's set back in the 40s, what, 40s, 50s. Um, It's about these two young women and their lives, their different lives that they're leading. Um, One is poor in Philadelphia, and then one is, um, she grew up poor, but she's now not poor anymore. She went to Howard University. And so it's about their two parallel lives, Um, and it's a really good book. And I, I, I have to read the discussion this this month, so I need to hurry up and read it, okay? Um, also been listening to Real WW Talk, a podcast about uh, Weight Watchers, and, uh, you know, it's by these three women who host it, and just talking about real stuff, dealing with WW, and dealing with weight loss, and all the issues that come with that. And recently started reading about the DASH diet again. I'm really, like, I've fallen off for the month of November and December. I've given, I haven't given up. But I've given up on trying to be on a diet and be on any particular meal plan because it's just impossible. I work at a school where we have snacks and food and donuts and stuff all the time. Um, I tried real, real hard, but Thanksgiving was a wrap, eating all kinds of stuff, good food. I'm, a, I'm very much an appreciator of good food. And so during the holidays, I try to just 
go with the flow eat it eat what i can try to be healthy you know in between but you know not try to stress out about it so i've recently been reading up again on the dash diet um which i started back in the summertime to lower my blood pressure um and i lost some i lost some weight last uh last summer and so i'm gonna try to come january 1st of the year get back on track with the dash diet so i'm i'm studying now if you will and researching now on how to make that happen as soon as january gets here um also i if you don't know i do memory keeping scrapbooking stuff like that and i'm into genealogy trying to get my you know get more into genealogy and my family history and there's a website called find a grave (laughs) and it sounds morbid however it's a great website if you need to look up relatives who have passed away to see where they're located <coughs> and there are people who go around doing the research for you it's kind of like facebook for grave sites if you will and people can or it's like wikipedia for grave sites more that's more accurate and people look up the graves they put the names in they take pictures of the gravestones often and you know it's a really good search tool um i have a couple of my family cemeteries uh saved in my profile um my family my dad's family has a cemetery here in the area um and then i have some other cousins that have a cemetery in the area so it's good to be able to go look and see who is buried where but also just to see who was married to who whose child it only lists people who have passed so if they're if they've passed then they're listed on there as a connection to this person. So it's a really good research tool for linking family members and doing your family history, okay? And so, um, yeah, that those are the things I've been doing um, uh, lately. Those are my, my currently updates. Um, like I said, I've been watching a lot of forensic files and things like that. I usually watch that stuff at night when I'm very tired and it's later and before I go to sleep. Forensic files surprisingly helps helps put me to sleep it's a weird weird thing but it helps put me to sleep um (laughs) don't judge me but it does it helps true crime helps put me to sleep uh because i because it's not it's the same formula it's a formulaic uh type of tv show and you know what's gonna you don't know what's gonna happen but you know how it's gonna go and i think it's the guy who narrates forensic files his voice might be just soothing or something and the guy dateline you know the guy keith what's his face um his voice is very soothing as well so it's weird but true crime helps put me to sleep so those are the things that i've been watching those are the things that i've been reading and and listening to and doing um i'm glad i was glad to be able to hop on and do a podcast for you because i haven't done one in a while and i think i'll just do start doing once a month currently podcast like this so then I can go back into my planner and look and see okay this is what I've been doing and just have a really you know kind of relaxing conversation with you about what I'm currently doing in the comments leave what you've been currently watching and doing and reading and eating and thank you so much for listening and stopping by peace